Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well. Because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Kiri Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments, so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce today's special guest. I'm so happy to announce that I'm now working on my next book. The title is Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again for Men. I've discovered 14 root causes of fatigue. I like to call them the fatigue factors. And in this book, I'll explain eight of the 14 and how they specifically relate to guys. And of course, I'll include my own personal fatigue story, along with four or five other stories from real fatigue cases from my private practice. This book should be ready later this year, so keep an eye out for it. That's it for housekeeping, so let's get started. I'm so very excited about this week's show because my special guest is a mentor of mine. He is Dr. Dan Kalish. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Dr. Kalish is a pioneer and founder of the Kalish Method, which is a model of functional medicine which solves patients' health challenges through a proven lab-based program by addressing the three key areas of health, which are hormones, the digestive tract, and detoxification. He has trained thousands of practitioners all over the world, including some of Dr. Mercola's medical staff and some of the Mayo Clinic physicians and me. He is the author of two books, The Kalish Method, Healing the Body and Mapping the Mind, and Your Guide to Healthy Hormones. And he has, you've probably heard him on some of the health summits that have been around. Dr. Kalish has been on many of the health summits. Dr. Kalish, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Dr. Kalish, so many of my patients have read your book. And one of the most common things that I hear after they read your book is just, how simple and easy it is for them to read and understand. And they get so many aha moments, like they can see themselves in your book. You did such a great job reading, um, writing your book. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think that's the, the main thing about functional medicine is that at, at one level, it's incredibly complicated, and that's how it's taught to doctors usually. Yes. But at the interface where you're actually utilizing it, you know, it's quite simple, and I think that um, the more that we can translate it into a simple language, the more people can understand and take advantage of it. Yeah, and I do hear that from patients coming in. They've listened to the thyroid summit or the depression sessions or the digestion summit, and and they're all jazzed up about functional medicine. But it can be so it can be confusing. There's so much to think about. They come in, you know, should I have my MTHFR checked? Should I? do a stool test? Should I check for heavy metals? They don't really know where to start. And, and with your program, you really break it down into the, the big three to really start with for patients. So can you kind of describe that? 
Yeah, so we, we start off, and this is, well, there's a, there's a logic to the order, you know. So people tend to get sick in a pretty specific way, regardless of what the end up with the final symptoms or disease is. You know, people get sick because they're, they're stressed and they're not taking care of themselves. Their gut starts to fail and then their liver becomes toxic. So we look at these three basic systems. We look at stress hormone physiology, we look at digestive function, and then we look at toxins and the liver and detoxification. In that order, you know, sometimes all three of them if we're able to do all the lab testing. And then it's the, the model by which people end up developing problems, but it's also the model by which we usually treat people. So we address stress and stress hormones first, then fix the gut, and then work on detoxification in that order. So today I wanted you to kind of focus on hormonal imbalances, both for women and men. I know our audience is, tends to be more women than men, but um, one of the things that I, I learned that you really uh, that you really hit home for me when I was taking your mentorship program was how vitally important it is to have really good gut health in order to have good hormonal balance. Yeah, so the, and this is one that's tricky, you know, when um, because there's uh, a causative sequence, there's a treatment sequence, and then there's what patients are thinking about, which yes. is how do I feel today? Yes, and these are yes. All independent variables. So let's try to explain that. By what I mean by that is that, you know, from a patient's perspective, you're just thinking about, wow, I feel really crappy today and I'm having hot flashes or night sweats or I can't get pregnant or I have PCOS or PMS or I have migraines at every you know certain time of the month or I food cravings certain time of the month. There's some clear sex hormone-related symptom. For men, it's typically low sex drive, hence the advent of things like Viagra and everything. Obviously, these are pretty you know universal problems that both men and women experience is sex hormone imbalances. And so then it's logical then to think, I've got a hormone imbalance and I just want to fix my sex hormones and, and then I'll be better. But the problem is that there's usually a sequence of events that's led to the sex hormone imbalance and that usually starts with the stress response in the adrenal glands, bleeds over into the digestive tract and then ends up kind of fulminating as a, a female hormone or male hormone imbalance. And if you treat the sex hormones directly initially by themselves, it usually doesn't work very well and people get very frustrated. Patients get frustrated, doctors get frustrated. If you just look at low estrogen, testosterone, or progesterone and just prescribe an individual hormone and ignore the sequence of events that got the person there, then um, it's, it doesn't work very well. And a lot of people are struggling with that right now because it's kind of the intuitively obvious thing to do. And our model of functional medicine just tries to take a step back from the symptoms and say, okay, you know, what are the predictable reasons why this hormone imbalance would have occurred? And a very large percent of the time, we see it centered around digestive health. So you had said something uh, really important there that typically patients come in with, horm- and we're just using that today as a jumping off point with some kind of hormonal imbalance. And a lot of times they, like you said, they just want to feel better. And a lot of them have actually tried bioidentical hormones. They might have felt better for a short period, but then after a while, they just don't work anymore. And as you were saying, there's a whole causative sequence to this that maybe has taken 10 years or 20 years or 30 years or longer for it to all roll out. And it takes time then to fix all of that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's kind of like 
if you think about a slow leak in a tire, I don't know if you ever had a bike tire or a car tire, and you know, obviously you look at it, you're like, wow, that looks really low. And you put air in it, and then like a month later, it's low again. And you know, it's pretty clear that, yeah, you could put the air in the tire and that kind of temporarily solves a problem, but there's some drain, there's some little puncture somewhere that's causing a slow leak. That's kind of how the sex hormones work. You can, if you're low in progesterone, estrogen, or testosterone, and you take those hormones, it's like filling up the tire with a slow leak. Okay, it'll work for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, maybe even a year or two. But eventually it's not going to work because there's some other problem. And usually the slow leak, you know, is coming because of stress that's being placed on the adrenal hormones. And if we can actually test and correct the adrenal hormones, then all of a sudden the sex hormone issues start to stabilize and are very easy to handle. So can you just go over the causation sequence again? Yeah, so usually there's three major factors that make us sick. You know, the first is emotional and spiritual disconnection. That's kind of the leading, you know, trigger of health problems. It could be someone in your family dies. It could be you don't have a really strong spiritual belief anymore and you're just sort of, you, you go through this death process and you're grieving and you don't understand about yourself and your own death. You know, that's a really common trigger. It could be in a really bad marriage or an unhealthy relationship with your kids or your, your parents or whoever it may be. So, you know, emotional and spiritual stress pushes the adrenal glands. We also have dietary stress and then inflammatory stress. So usually it's a combination of emotional, dietary, and inflammatory stress that throws off the adrenal hormones. And this one adrenal hormone called cortisol skyrockets and goes up. And the first thing that happens when that occurs is we start to break down the gut lining. And this is, this is the direct connection between hormones and the gut. So if you're stressed, we call it uh, catabolic physiology. And catabolic means that your body's breaking stuff down. So when we're stressed, we break things down. And one of the first structures we'll break down to try to get fuel is the gut lining. So as soon as you're emotionally stressed, dietarily stressed, or or have some kind of inflammatory stress, your gut lining is going to be deteriorating. Your immune cells there aren't going to work as well, and you're going to likely pick up either a food reaction type problem or a problem with some kind of an infection or pathogen in the gut. And then as that starts to kick into gear, your sex hormone levels start to drop because when, when cortisol goes up, the female hormones start to drop in, in response to that because you're, in a sense, sort of burning up or using up so much cortisol that estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone start to drop. So this is where you find almost everyone, as you well know, you've been doing this for a long time too, almost everyone walks in, I can't get pregnant, I'm having hot flashes and night sweats, there's something wrong with my sex hormones, and then we trace it back and we see, oh, there's actually a problem with your gut, and that actually traces back to the stress response and the stress hormone cortisol. And... You know, I've been in practice 23 years. I've never seen an exception to what I just said. I'm sure they do exist. In other words, I'm sure there are some women somewhere who had a spontaneous failure of her ovaries unrelated to the whole rest of her body, but I've never seen it. 10,000 patients, you know, 23 years. So I think the most common pattern is what I just described. And on top of that, too, as the gut starts to break down and you start getting these infections that will... Um, lay the groundwork for food sensitivities, uh, gluten sensitivity, and dairy sensitivity, and soy, and I mean, really anything, any kind of sensitivity. And then how does that then translate into the whole toxic mess? Yeah, so when, and that's another kind of important point, you know, oftentimes like the most important thing that we want to treat is not the first thing that we treat. And this yes. is really true for hormones too. Yeah. But you no, know, 
toxins in the body can come from two places. It can be what we call autotoxicity, meaning that you're generating the toxins yourself, and it could come from an external source. It could be benzene from a uh, you know, gasoline station. You're filling up the gas in your car. It could be toluene, DDT, lead, mercury. I mean, there's a lot of chemicals and heavy metals that we're exposed to. So between the internally generated toxins that are coming from your gut and your gut not working properly, and then the external toxins, that whole sort of toxic stew or mess gets dumped right on your liver. And in general, and, and this is you know not an alternative medicine idea, but even in the you know, sort of mainstream scientific literature, they say now every American has somewhere between 122 is the lowest I've seen and up to as many as maybe four or 700 toxins at any one time. Every single American right now has at least 122 toxins in their body right now as they're just listening to this call. So there's no one who's immune from this. It doesn't matter how pristine your environment is or how much organic food you eat. You know, we're all basically toxic. And so that becomes a problem too because you process your hormones in your liver as well. So that'll just contribute even more to any kind of a hormone imbalance if there's a liver toxicity issue that's either coming from the gut or coming from external sources of toxins. And then oh, and one more thing I forgot. Yeah. This is the most important part. <laughs> a lot of these toxins are endocrine disruptors, right? They mimic hormones. Yeah. So a lot of these, they're called xenoestrogens, many of them. So meaning that you get this chemical plastic derivative thing in your body and it looks almost exactly like estrogen to all your cells. And so your body tries to utilize it like estrogen, and that causes a whole heck of a lot of problems too. Yeah, so again, for the listeners out there, the causative sequence typically typically goes like this. There's a major stressor that you go through, uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. Uh, that stress creates a cortisol imbalance. That's going to then weaken your immune system make you susceptible to infections. It could be a parasite. It could be bacterial overgrowth. It could be a yeast overgrowth. And uh, then that triggers food sensitivities and that creates a toxic mess in your body. And then that creates more stress on your body and more cortisol imbalance. And now we just start into this vicious cycle. And, and it's really hard to stop that vicious cycle all on your own just from like just from the patient listening out there. It's hard to just stop that on your own. Right, Dr. Dan? Yeah, I mean, very few people can pull that off. And in fact, you know, even if you get all the lifestyle stuff figured out and you are meditating for a couple hours every day, you're eating well, you're getting plenty of sleep, you're exercising properly, even if you get all that figured out, you know, just the fact that there's so many environmental toxins pretty much means we all need some kind of treatment these days. I don't want to be like Debbie Downer here, you know, but it's the modern world is 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 really, you know, not something our bodies can handle on their on on their on its own anymore. And maybe a couple hundred years ago you could, but it's I don't think it's possible for people to be healthy now without at least, you know, you don't have to obsess on your functional medicine doctor, but you know, like a yearly checkup is a reasonable thing just to keep yourself on track once you do get healthy. And um, I just hate to see people struggling on their own for so many years when uh, it's relatively straightforward for us to help people if we can get the labs done and start to analyze things. So Dr. Kalish, can you give us a real world example of a case from your private practice, kind of uh, going through the sequence of events and then the sequence of treatment? Yeah, and I was thinking about this. So, you know, this the, women and men react to stress in some ways very similarly, in some ways very different. So with um, 
you know, the, the, the male stress physiology is, we all call it fight or flight, which is pretty masculine when you think about it, right? You're, you're, getting, you're under stress. You're either going to pick up a spear and fight and kill the tiger or kill the other human being or whatever is just stressing you out, or you're going to run away. Um, <clears throat> women do a little bit of fight or flight, but they also do something called tend and befriend, which means when women are under stress, their stress hormones escalate like a man's would, but they also release other hormones that kind of calm them down a little bit. So women are less likely to pick up a spear and kill someone. They're more likely to grab a child that's nearby and try to take care of them. That's the tend part. And they're more likely to connect with other women in the community, that's the befriend part, and try to have a more community-based solution to this, whatever this potential stress is. So women have a slightly different hormonal response, but I think also in our culture, women are under so much emotional pressure from work, world, and family that they tend to have as many cortisol problems as the men do, even though they have this kind of inborn system that's built in for them to be able to take care of themselves a little bit better. So, you know, the typical patient that I work with, and, you know, I probably have, oh gosh, seen this exact same pattern a couple thousand times, would be in her mid-40s, like say age 40 to 50, um, with chronic low-grade digestive problems and then some kind of hormone problem layered on top of it. That's the standard person that we see. But when you're looking for more kind of interesting and, and fun and dramatic cases, this my favorite patient right now is this woman. She's probably like 35, 36 years old. She's a helicopter pilot, which for some reason I think is just really cool. That this is what <laughs> yeah, that is cool. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah. And so she had um, she came in with chest wall pain, really intense chest wall pain, digestive problems, and she wants to get pregnant. She can't get pregnant. And so pretty straightforward. We ran an adrenal panel looked at her female hormones, checked out the gut and toxicity issues. And it turned out her whole problem centered around an infection we call Giardia, which is a pretty common parasite, intestinal parasite that people can get. And so running a couple hundred dollar stool test, finding the Giardia, treating the Giardia, and then working on her adrenals. And, you know, within three, four months, she was pregnant. And, you know, it's an interesting pattern because you'll find that, as we mentioned earlier, the more of a drag that you have on the digestive tract, the more inflammation you get and the lower your sex hormones go. So many times with women, if we simply put them on a gluten-free diet and treat a parasite, they'll find their fertility, their natural fertility comes right back. And if anyone's really interested in this, you could Google um, celiac disease and fertility. There's literally dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of research studies, mostly done in Europe, on the connection between gluten and inflammation in the gut and infertility. And that that extends out to older women, too, who are going through perimenopause that have hot flashes and night sweats. Same kind of pattern. Okay, so my favorite male patient right now is a man. He's probably in his late 50s. Really sweet guy. Nicest guy in the world. He's married, happily married, which is great. You know, hardly, hardly ever see that, it seems like. Um, in a great relationship. I think they've been together forever. Like, I bet they've been married for 25, 30 years because she answers his questions and it doesn't seem to bother him. <laughs> you know, they're really comfortable with each other, really supportive. And it's just wonderful, wonderful to see a, a long-term marriage that's worked out for everybody like that. And um, by the way, that's one of my tenets of, you know, overall health is good long-term relationship. Bad marriages really just destroy people's health no matter what. Anyway, so he's, well, he's a marathon running you know, So He's been running marathons for many decades and he finally had this sort of crash where he was training for his marathons, which he's always done. He picked up H. pylori on a trip. They were in uh, somewhere, somewhere overseas, uh, Central South America or something like that. He picked up H. pylori. Um, it was a family trip because he came back home. The daughter 
also had H. pylori, and she got sick as well. And um, this was going on for like two years. Medical doctors were testing, couldn't figure out what was going on with him. And then all of a sudden, he completely collapsed and wasn't able to exercise anymore, which for this guy was you know, a pretty serious problem because that was one of the main parts of his life was training for marathons. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to, in a really straightforward way, and this case just happened a couple weeks ago, get him on an adrenal program, as you know, super simple, get him on a good quality adrenal program, start to give him a little extra DHEA because he had really low testosterone and low sex drive, get his uh, H. pylori cleared up, which all the medical testing had missed, but he was complaining about burning pain every morning from 4 in the morning until around 9 in the morning. It would wake him up. He'd be lying in bed with burning pain for five hours every day, seven days a week for two years. Pretty obvious he had H. pylori. My test was able to find it, treat the H. pylori, and now the guy's just like, on the road to recovery, you know, it's so satisfying to be able to solve these problems with just a couple of relatively simple labs, you know, it's not even that complicated, really. And again, for the listeners out there, if you're a man or a woman suffering from some kind of hormonal imbalance, do not be surprised at all if you have a big problem going on with your gut health. It could be an infection, it could be food sensitivities, oftentimes it's both, plus you might not have any apparent digestive symptoms at all. It could only be hormonal problems that you're actually feeling. Right, Dr. Kalish? That's the hardest part is that the symptoms don't necessarily correlate with what the origin of the problem is. That's what makes functional medicine so difficult. It's not symptomatically oriented. Um, Anyone who's been through enough symptomatic treatments knows that sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's really like a shot in the dark. But if we can think about body systems and have a clear model of treatment, then you can address symptoms, not one-to-one, not like this pill for that symptom, but in a more comprehensive manner. Yeah, and really getting the your body into a whole new level of health, not just Band-Aid medicine, but really true medicine, true health care. Yeah, and it's, I'll tell you, functional medicine is just coming into its own right now. It's so exciting for me to talk to doctors every day and see how well the public is trying to receive this message that we've been hammering away for 20 years, you know. Absolutely. And the the last thing that I wanted to ask you about, one thing that you had said um, as you were teaching me, and this really hit home, you had said the, the, the cases that you have seen that have been the that have had the long-lasting hormonal imbalances. Like they might have really terrible hot flashes, but you go back and they're like, well, I've never had normal periods or I've always had painful periods or I've always had PMS. They usually have the worst gut health too. Yeah, there's a direct relationship between the length of time that you've had a female hormone problem, how severe the symptoms are, and how damaged the gut is. And it's it's not that they're connected they're like literally different sides of the same coin so I mean if you're thinking about a coin and you flip it over you see one side you see the other side would you say they're connected no it's the same coin right so this this is a revelation I had maybe after being in practice for 15 years is that they're not just related they're the same problem we just see it from different ways and the common link is chronic inflammation because chronic inflammation what does it do it destroys the gut lining and it destroys our hormone output simultaneously. You can't have chronic inflammation and have your gut be okay, and you can't have chronic inflammation and have your female hormones be okay. That's impossible. And that's why these two things are not just linked or connected, but they're really two aspects of the same exact problem, gut health and hormones. 
Dr. Killish, we're starting to run low on time. How can our listeners find out more about you? Where can they find your book? Uh, tell us what your website is. If you have a Facebook page, give us all the goods. Yeah, so we have, um, for patients who are interested in contacting me, we have uh, kalishwellness.com. It's K-A-L-I-S-H, wellness.com. And I work with people all over the world uh, doing phone consults. And then for doctors that are interested in training programs, um, we have the Kalish Institute, which is K-A-L-I-S-H, institute.com. And that's where we do all the doctor training programs, um, like the one that you took. Dr. Kalish, thank you so much for being my special guest today. This has just been an awesome interview. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, that wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Dr. Dan Kalish. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carey is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carey is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carey.